Okay. So as I said, welcome to How to Fly. And which was interesting for me is when I started this, uh, having this inspiration for the work talk, a couple of people were signing in and two of them, like two women right now, taking a walk right now. And so I feel like we're not only three people, like there are six people in the space for me, uh, might even be seven. And mm. also um, we are using the Zoom account right now of Annika. So Annika is also mm. in the space. And mm. <clears throat> yeah, and as I said in my text that this thing already started for me when uh, it was um, kind of in the space of the study group with Clinton. And then I was reading about, I saw this page on how to fly. Uh, and then I just wrote a text that I sent you. And, and yeah, and for now, for the work, work talk, I wanted to share some stories about my life with you. And mm. then we are going into an experiment or an exercise or whatever the word is for this. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, just before the work talk started, I was writing some things down. And um, what I noticed about my life, especially, and I, it's typical, I think, for modern culture, but I can only talk about my experience, is that I spend most of my life in finding back my body again and to practice. To practice and experiment on finding something. And, and finding something? Finding something. Finding more um, grounding. Yeah. Especially grounding. And also uh, slowing down. Like what what modern culture did for me is I spent most of my time in school and especially also I did studies and I really loved learning in school and I really was thriving in this thing that I have to have degrees and I have many degrees and I love to have like certificates and many people do the same or did the same and and I was flying in the mind a lot, like flying in the sense of that I could reproduce ideas of others very, really quick. But at the same time, my body was screaming all the time and I was uh, starting dancing when I was six and doing, uh, I don't know in English, uh, running sports and some other sports still while I was still in school. And I remember that the more I was learning in my mind and the more I had to sit, the more ang angrier I got. And by the time when I was 14, I had so much anger that I was running and running and running. And I, was, uh, I, I only made my degree in school because of running. And at that time, I didn't understand that I was running away from my anger instead of expressing it. 
but it um, kept me safe and it kept me in school without destroying the school or screaming at the teachers and be a bad girl and and later I remember that uh, I made a kind of a deal with with my gremlin like the part of that of me that wants to me to keep my strategies and stuff that it was like okay um i was not ready to step out because i didn't know how it goes or what to do and i was like okay i go to study now but when i study i also want to study dance and I always had a lot of energy, so I was doing dancing and a dance degree while I was studying um, something completely different, which was more mind-based. And, and then by the time I was 27, I had a burnout because the flying of, of the mind was so big that I just couldn't. I was only lying in the bed. I couldn't move. It was was so I don't know. My body decided this for me in order to make to make me aware. Okay, it's you. You have to stop right now. You're too fast. Yeah. So this is like it's also a part of of flying, but I I say it's more the just destructive kind of sense. And at the same time, I also had like questions, and I was asking a lot and. I did all this because I had these questions and I love to thrive and start new things and practice. And then, and I remember that a lot of people came to me in my life and they all gave me feedbacks about how hey, you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do this job and stuff. And it was a time where I was even living on the street because practice was more important for me and to find, or to find like honest people or, people that I could really feel that I just did this. I yeah. decided to do that and not burning out anymore. Or Like I was so eager to find myself, I guess. And with myself, I mean my being. And in terms of uh, moving, it was pretty fast that when I had this burnout again, I went even more into dancing, which then made me more alive because I could feel myself again. It was really that like I could really feel it energetically that my whole energy was here. And that I needed like eight hours a day of moving to feel my body again. And also in this, like today when I'm, I'm 33 now, I understand more that, um, because I was growing up in DDR, which is the system what um, keeps the needs of the group more important than your own needs, that I even suppressed my needs. Simple things like, I want to eat this right now, I couldn't do that. Or I want to go to the toilet right now, I couldn't do that. I didn't allow it myself. I was even pushing, I remember when I studied, I was pushing even sitting three hours, learning. I was hungry and I had to pee and I didn't do it stuff like this and I decided I didn't decide to to listen to my body and then when I um, like went out of this burnout and I felt myself more and more I discovered a practice which really challenged me 
in the sense that there was only very slow movements, very little movements, and being totally conscious every second what you're doing. And through this practice, I could slow down in my mind and my intuition came back. Or it, or it got louder again. And after that, all the feelings came up. All the stored emotions, all the feelings. It was like when you have an eagle or a dragon and it's flying, 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 and then it suddenly hits the wall and falls down. This was this kind of a moment. And then I was pretty aware of how much I had to heal. And I started to go into possibility management. And which was then starting to feel again. But also there was this thing that I started to feel and I started to notice my feeling, but I couldn't commit to the context. It was like uh, I entered in it, like it was another thing to study and it was all going into my mind and not landing in my center. So the next step- By context, you mean, what do you mean? The context, you enter into the context? Context of possibility management. Like it was more the language. It was the, the language and the terms because it's, um, for me, it's very term-based of how you say something. Like the very specific vocabulary. Like, um, like when I say like gremlin or the the Igor states, or that is not very term best, but it's some. I it's somehow it was vocabulary that I entered my mind first, and I couldn't commit to the context, and then I stepped out of it and went into body therapy. And then suddenly I found a connection between those two things where I could thrive in the mind with it and also in the body. And yeah, so I'm, I feel like I'm also quite fast right now <laughs> or flying away. Um, do you have like any questions or something you want to ask or... For me, it's sometimes more easy to, to talk about something if, if there's a question. Yeah. I just want to say that it's really beautiful for me how you um, managed to say all these things and how things happened. Mm. It provoked a lot of like thoughts and uh, imaginations and ideas and things in me. What did I write? Um, yeah, I like how you put it into this like speed thing and then slowing down. And then I started thinking like, when was the first moment I started to slow down? Because people used to tell me that I talked really fast. Mm. And, and I remember a few moments that I started doing things or I went in places that made me slow down and then um, I feel like when you start doing something I'm um, there's this feeling in my body of like a certain anxiety of like I want to like thrive or I want to do a lot of things or 
And then I sometimes don't know if that's energy that I want to use to do things or mm. if I'm actually trying to go too fast and it's energy that's telling me to slow the fuck down, <laughs> you yeah. know? So um, I'm interested in this topic that you raised. Yeah. I have that. I think I have a similar thing. Uh, I was uh, yeah. always hearing that people used to tell me that I speak fast. You know, and uh, sometimes it can affect my professional life and also my personal life. So, uh, because you were talking about that point of talking fast, it reminds me that uh, in some periods in my life, I was suffering from that too, because I think I speak fast, especially in my native language. And I uh, was trying to find solutions for that. Uh, and I'm still work working on it, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you that, that you say that because it brings back an, uh, another layer that I, I didn't mention. Um, like when I was, uh, I was telling you that uh, when I was 14, I was, um, I had all this anger, but also fear. It was always mixed, uh, fear of expressing the anger and, and because of that, I was cutting myself and through that I could go out of my body and it was like like I externalized my fear in 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 going out and yeah. of this and not really being conscious of my fear there comes this fast thing like dissociation can make you really fast and in and also in this word dissociation you can dissocialize then the faster I got the more I stepped out of relationships, the more I isolated myself, the more I didn't step into love or decided to be love, and the more I um, overrided my, my, my bodies, like my physical body especially. It was like uh, the, the more I stayed in school or the, in, in, in modern culture in the whole thing, mm -hmm. it was like I lost um constantly a body of mine i remember that when i was a child i was quite aware of my of my being but then as soon as i uh, went into kindergarten i could really f i could feel or have memories about how i gave up my energy very quick and then later it was the emotions and then the physical body and more and more and more and what I'm so angry about is that right now in these times, it feels like now the children are not only, I mean, they don't give up, only giving up their centers to the teachers or the energy or the emotions. It feels like even the core, like their soul or their spiritual spirit is like leaving because of masks. I see because of must? Yeah. Because of having to? And what I'm just going to close the door so that the sound is also less yeah. uh, sometimes. Um, what makes you think that uh, people, children are now giving, what, what, what do you see that makes you think that they're giving up their Well, it's, it's just my awareness, but I, I remember there was a situation where, because I'm working in school right now and there was uh, when the, the school starts the first years, 
and I was there was a little girl and I mean it's I don't say it's for all children but there was a little girl and I remember her first school day and she was so full of energy she had like red um, cheeks and she was she had more weight and she was so happy you could really see her eyes glowing and then because of this whole situation it was really like a hit there was suddenly she came out of the quarantine so many children suddenly teacher that constantly gave her instructions it was not me but um, because i just was the co-assistant at that time but all these things of of suddenly authority external authority and she couldn't do anymore maybe what she wanted and it was like all her or her glow, everything was gone. Like her body mm. was like really closing up. You could see it. In mm. the... I mean, Maybe I it's talking yeah. about something new here, I think many people see that right now. Mm. But I feel, I, I give my center away sometimes to play a victim role and wanting to take responsibility for something that I'm not sure of that this really is like this for all children. I don't think so, but I think that the, yeah. speed, the speed of modern culture got even higher, like in this sense. Sorry, Simo, you wanted to say something. No, I just wanted to say that children, uh, maybe they are not aware what's, of what's happening with these masks because they have to go here and go there and put masks, but they are not aware. Mm. And maybe you will have a generation of people who were raised in COVID, even living under these conditions for one year, for example, it can affect them for life. Mm. Yeah, because they haven't, we've had a whole life before this. They're yeah. just entering the world and, and, and going through this. Like, what is that going to do? Yeah. Mm. That's what I said. Yeah. Like, we, it, Unfortunately, you will see the results later, but not right now, but because, because people are not aware of what's happening right now. Like yeah. of the gravity of, uh, and the negativity of the system under COVID. It affects mm. people, even adults like us, you know. Mm. Mm. Because uh, I think that this, this COVID, even if it passed one day, but you will still live with this fear inside you that maybe something like this will happen again or something, like, you know. Mm. So life will not be the same, unfortunately. Yeah, because people right now are so scared, and they are they are so wanting to come back to normal life that they can have any vaccine, they can do any precautions. Just give let us back, let us travel, let us play music again and concerts. Let us do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So it's like a game. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's like if you if you take a guy. And you give him a lot of money and he, he couldn't give you back this money he can sign you anything you want just to let him not go to prison this is exactly our situation right now i think we can do any vaccine people want to do any vaccine want to live under any conditions just if they can come back to normal life mm. which is a big lie of course yeah yeah and, and it is and it is this this flying or or, or thinking to fly and thrive in the mind because it goes for the quickest solution. Yeah. And for a child, like a year means 10 years. So is this then really 
the best solution, but this is another topic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not very, it's not really, um, like for me, the question is where is the grounding and the love? And it's not the speed of love, it's the speed of fear. Yeah. Of unconscious fear. And this is basically also what, what I try, want to try to put in this, in this work talk. In some case that um, when I come back to the story that I told you about my life in, in, in a short term, that I always had this um, inner knowing of the love for myself. So I made decision according to practice and experiment and feeling again. But the speed, like the speed of fear is really good to keep you from, from slowing down and feeling fear. And I remember that uh, in many lab spaces, I was running away internally. And this is maybe what's happening also why modern, many people don't want to leave modern culture. Because maybe the fear of, of slowing down and touching or the knowing that love might be not there is so big or so. Yeah. Is that, is that the mechanics of it, you think? Like, um, okay, we feel fear and kind of we feel it, right? We kind of feel it and that's why we run. Ah! And is it, do we run? to like be as fast as the feeling so that it doesn't like overwhelm us or something. Mm. But, and then we think we're like acting on the feeling and using it as fuel or doing something with it, but actually we're running away. Like, is there, is, is it something like that you think? Cause I've, um, I have noticed sometimes uh, often in my life that I think most of us do that the biggest part of our lives that I thought I was engaging with a feeling and I found out that I wasn't. Mm. And it's so, it's such a trick. It's such a, we like a flip and it's so, it's so wow. Mind blowing as well when you, and, and illuminating when you find out how to actually really feel mm. like, and, and it's, and I, there's something I guess about, slowing down and about not looking for something else like you go and look here but the feeling is actually just here you know and mm -hmm. yeah and I'd, I'd love to like you know look at this and dissect it and be able to understand all the little parts of it because <laughs> it's very interesting yeah I'm, I'm also afraid that I um, don't get right right now um, because I'm I'm constantly um, mixing like my experience of body therapy which is labeled as therapy but has a lot of context that is actually helpful for for step into consciously feeling and um, by mm. this i mean like for me and um i also see it for for my generations and the generations after me that mm, they spend so much time and not expressing feeling that it's helpful to to slow down and go really having the the distinguishing between external and internal and then go internal first and feel what's in the body and then express it 
it's a lot about expression to for example when i started to feel again it was for me to make sounds even to allow myself to make sounds to maybe mm. make it first and then make it bigger to also let myself be touched again physically um to go into into the trauma of that to heal the child's ego state um like the wounds they were there and that sometimes it was not even that someone needs to repeat it back to me or um sometimes it was even to allow myself to make baby sounds because i didn't do them and when i was a child on stuff like that and then it was more like the intuition came back and it for me it feels sometimes that naturally feelings come up also the fear I, I embody it more and then i can create with it like i feel anger arises and then suddenly i know i have to write or sadness comes up and then i sing or um yeah and i also wonder about if this is then already consciously feeling or if then i just throw up the feeling but if i consciously create something it is also consciously feeling yeah isn't it yeah exactly so yeah is it uh, like uh, because uh, i think naomi talks about something from running from feelings mm -hmm. is it really exactly the part where you, where you ignore uh, feelings in, in order to protect yourself for example is it that that case because sometimes uh, we ignore feelings and emotions and we ignore uh, private feelings I don't know how to express that by pro to protect ourselves in order to protect ourselves you know we close we are like a close person we don't talk about our private life we don't talk about the private emotions in order to protect ourselves it's because you grow up in a country uh, who doesn't talk about that or very conservative you know or it's also because you had a bad uh, like emotional experience with an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever i think it's both there are many layers to it like for example you come from a from morocco from a mm. culture that that has even maybe more um, shame around expressing feelings or more constriction like i can for me i i it's hard for me to find words i always look at the people or energetically like when i was in morocco it was more like i've seen the bodies looked more like rigid, like you can see it in people. The rigid, mm. more rigid the body, the more they're holding maybe inside. Yeah. And the more flow you have in your body and you feel more than your, your muscles lose, mm. the, the opener your energy system can be. And yeah. then also there's more uh, fluidity of feelings, at least that's how I experienced. Yeah. 
So if, if I don't know if it's like different in different parts, but I was in Morocco and I have a friend from there and I was giving um, a workshop to her and her whole family. Mm -hmm. And she said about her family that she felt they were very expressive in the sense that there would usually be like loud talking and somebody would, you know, get angry and everything. So as if there is, as if in there, there was more, um, there was the possibility of being expressive while you talk, which is in a way, you know, that feelings are out there. Yeah. But, um, totally. which I feel in Europe is way less. It's like, you know, don't be yeah. so loud, you know? <laughs> and then, um, at the same time, really admitting that you have feelings and that you might have a problem with someone. Like I live in Mexico right now mm -hmm. and it's like, you do not have problems with people. You can be really angry with them and ignore them for the rest of your life. But like to admit that you have a feeling that you're, mm -hmm. you know, unhappy about something is like, no, <laughs> because you always have to like seem so nice. So I wonder, yeah, I'm interested in that difference that I think I perceive. Yeah, sure. I, I mixed it up a bit. Like, uh, for my perception, it was more the, the, the energ energetical body, in a sense. But physical, the, the, in the physical and the expression, like, you, when you go south, of course, there are more, there's more life. And when you are, like, in Europe, it's more... I mean, it's also to do with the seasons, maybe, because it's more cold. And then you, everything... Mm -hmm. <laughs> You, you, your bodies get more tight, maybe, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Can I contribute something? Yeah, sure. Mm, because I'm still in my, I'm in my mind with the topic that you are sharing yeah. with us, <laughs> lying, and we talked about some things earlier, and I have a thing that I think is kind of like combining what we talked about and flying. Um, that I was homeschooled when I was little until I was nine years old mm -hmm. and uh, it was in an African country and there was basically just nature and a lot of space and um, and we had there was difficult things like my mother was very depressed and she actually couldn't handle us and so there was you know some really difficult things that made it really unsafe for us to be little but we had a lot of physical freedom because my mother didn't care how I would sit on a chair, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so when I was nine, we went to England and uh, to the Gambia and to Holland. We've moved three times in two years. And I also moved school system twice uh, in two countries. So it was like a shitload of change in a very short time. But what all these places had in common is that they had all these rules of how you had to sit. And like, I can't sit with my knee like this. and all this stuff and it was so hard for me mm. to be like what these people are like d deciding what i do with my body like i'm listening like why does it matter how i sit and i remember it made me so angry it was so it felt so like unjust like that like it didn't even make sense and um i have a feeling like i was inspired by what you said Simon, over about about the masks and um, what that does. It's like something is imposed, which is uncomfortable and which children yeah. probably don't want on top of all the other things that are imposed on them, because this is the way society works and just find a way to adapt. And then I feel like we're made or we want to fly, right? We have this soul that is just like, wants to fly out there. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, 
well, you need to fly somehow, right? So maybe that's yeah. when you start flying in the mind. And then if you only fly on the mind, you just get disbalanced. Like if they don't allow you to fly with your body, maybe that's how we start developing like personalities. Like we just find a way to fly. We fly in our video games alone. We fly, you know, reading, watching porno in secret or we fly gossiping because at least we're like <laughs> experiencing some like, I don't know, yeah. alive feelings. Yeah, yeah. Or... yeah. I mean, we, I sometimes uh, think that the strategies we build up as adults or from childhood to survive in modern culture are basically built up because when you were a child, <clears throat> and that's why we also talk about, a lot about quitting school in general, but because you can't go according to your needs, like I... I say like according what your belly, your guts is saying. Like, for example, I was exploring when in my twenties, from walking into dancing, into walking, into writing. Like constantly put like I always came back to walking and moving. And also now when I talk, I I feel like I can create better or I can create more if I would walk right now. And and use more elements like and or, or more um let me see more things at the same time so that all bodies can, bodies can thrive and um yeah i lost my i lost what i want to say <laughs> yeah yeah uh um i think that uh, for naomi for example if you grew up in three different countries or in a short period of time do you think uh, christine it can affect like the personality of a child like for example for the case of naomi because for me for example i grew up in no i know but uh not i'm not talking about naomi in private special especially about naomi but i'm talking in general because for me i grew up in the same country but you think that growing up in many places that have different cultures, it can affect the personality of, of the person for the future. Well, it, you can ask Naomi this, if how she's, uh, how it is for yeah, her. Yeah, Naomi, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have cousins that grew is up it like, like me. A, mm -hmm. is, do, you th do you think it's a good thing like to grow up between many countries? I think you can make it into a good thing with a lot of effort. Ah, okay. As in, it's not, it can be really difficult. It's also getting a lot of different experiences for free. Always knowing that there is not one reality. So that kind of, I, I think, opens your mind. Like, it's not possible to, it's possible to grow up like as a really rich person and always grow up in houses with guards and then it doesn't really you know, matter in which country you live. I didn't grow up like that. Mm. If I look at my aunt and at my brother and my sister who grew up like that, many of us have um, a lack of... Um, somehow we never really... We could never really ground and we always got told in a new country that we didn't understand shit about life because people there had only grow up there. So they were like, why are you doing like this? That's abnormal. So, um, and depending on how you interpret that, like my survival strategy was thinking there was something wrong with me. So 
um, yeah. to like make sense out of things. So it gave me a lot of challenges. And at the same time, it also teaches you skills like you can easily adapt within cultures or make contact or so. Yeah. So you have to you have to make it into something good sometimes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess you could also you could have cultures and cultures like even growing up in the same country, like for me, for example, in Germany. I had the culture of DDR people and the culture of Western German mm. people and the culture of uh, Berlin, which is uh, like, so I guess it's, it's, it, it's for everyone, it's individual and what you experience. Yeah. Yeah. So like we, talked a lot about uh, body right now <laughs> and moving and I want to propose uh, some kind of uh, exercise or experiment we can do yeah and for this you need um, maybe some water or um, yeah some water next to you and you okay. need a place where you can stand first mm-hmm and behind you, maybe put a blanket um, that you lie on the floor where you later can lie on. Okay. And if you set up the, um, the camera, it's best if you stand in profile so that I can see you. Okay. If you want, if you want to, if it's warm enough and you want to feel the floor, you can put out your socks so that you have more contact to the floor. And I will stay sitting and talk you through it. <clears throat> Are you cold, Naomi? Are you cold? Yeah. Uh -huh. Like there's Mexico houses don't have heating. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have something to put on? Because you, if you hold the ex, if you hold the blanket, you can't really follow the exercise. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I can go. Yeah. I always say exercise because I don't know how to do. What's the word? <clears throat> Well, we will do a, a body experience. Let's put it at that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Christine. Um, uh, it'll be like this, right? Camera. Yeah. Do you have enough space to lie down later? Uh, yeah. There's a blanket here behind me. Okay. Like this. Okay, then stand in profile. Yeah. Like on the side. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So in this uh, body experience, be aware that you can always let the sounds out that are coming up out of your body. 
Yeah. And you put your feet under your sitting bones, like not more, it's not hip width apart, but it's more the, the feet in line with your sit bones. You can let your hands and arms hanging loose on the side and just close your eyes for a moment. So if you have no awareness where your sitting bones are, you can always touch them and use your fingers. Because when we are imagining our bones, we usually sometimes even have a picture of modern culture, how a skeleton looks like, but yours might be totally different. And then you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And put your energetical center on your physical center, which is three fingers down from your belly button. And in your mind's eye, try to go to the level of your bones. And connect your sitting bones with your heels and out into the floor as far as you care to go. And between your sitting bones, you have your tail, which is like a hook that you can hang on to something. And imagine you draw a line from this hook down between your sitting bones, down to your heels and out into the floor as far as you care to go. And the other end of your tail is your head. It's like a balloon filled with gas that is floating on top of your spine. Could you repeat that, Christine? Somebody came in, so I, I was distracted. Yeah. Now try to, to close your eyes again, be with yourself, be with your bones. So I said that uh, the other end of your tail is your hat. And you can imagine it like a balloon filled with gas that is floating on top of your spine. Yes. And go out into your ceiling, uh, out into the ceiling.
And while you're following my voice, you don't have to actually get back to me. Just take it as, as an outer voice that is leading you through something. But while I'm talking, be aware of what's happening in your body. Observe what your tail is doing, what your sitting bones are doing, what your knees are doing. Maybe what your heart is doing. And then breathe down from your central line, your spine, and imagine like for each breath, you breathe through your vertebras, each one from the top to the bottom. And then take your fingers around along your sitting bones and put your fingers on your tailbone. Yeah. Try to let your shoulders go, your butt go, your arms go. And then from the top of your head, roll down. And be aware that the tail is your other end. Your head, go from the tip of your head and roll down. Yes, Timo, you can go a bit further. From the tip of your head, roll down so that you would stand in the curve-like position. Yeah, and leave your hands on your tail so that you be aware of the other end. Like, mm. you, don't yeah. lose, you don't wanna lose your, your, um, your grounding. Yeah. So we bend down. Mm -hmm. Like it's not really about positions here, but I will show you just to have a reference because um, when I stand, I have my head on my tail. And I be aware that the head is my other end and I roll down. While I keep breathing into my belly. And, but I don't try not to lose my legs, my legs, my sitting bones. I want still to connect to my heels. 
And then take one hand around and put it on your pubic bone so that you have your center in your hands, like from your tail to your pubic bone. And breathe into that. Now let the, if you have sounds, let the sounds out. <sighs> and then you let your hands go. And from the weight of your head on your hands, you roll down. And while you roll down, you shift back into the heels, hollowing in your hip socket, like the huge bones you have is your pelvis. And you literally hang up your legs. Yeah, your weight is going back and you try to keep your connection from your sitting bones to your heels. Simo, try to connect more your heels with your sitting bones. Your legs are pretty bent right now. Don't, you, don't lose your grounding yet. Yes. It's just that uh, it hurts my hamstring. Yeah, your hamstrings will show up right now. It's, it's part of the... Um, like, if you want to connect your bones, each other into the to the floor it will happen that muscles show up that you usually don't use yeah no it's just i have an injury on one side so I oh okay and be careful yeah yeah breathe into your belly no matter what you do how always breathe in your belly while you're being there. And then from there, bend your knees forward and keep your upper body still with this weight. Let it down, let the weight down. And while you're breathing, we try to roll up now, but instead of starting with your head, which usually wants to take over, start from your tail. Imagine your tailbone again, which is like a hook between your sitting bones, moving forward and down. It probably means that your weight will go more forward on your feet, your knees come forward and your legs will be shaky because your muscles want to take over. 
then your pelvis will come a bit forward until the uh, last thing will be your head, which will you which you will bring up. Okay, then keep your focus forward. You don't have to look on something specifically, but just keep your focus so that you don't get dizzy. And then from your bones, imagine your shoulder bone and bring it forward, both ones. Up. Back and together. As slow as you care to go and down. Could you repeat, please? Um, bring your shoulder bones forward. Mm -hmm. Like the shoulders forward so that you have big back space. And up. Back and together. Mm. And down. Mm. And again, forward. And up. Back and together and down. Then reverse it in your own tempo. Take them back and together. And try to imagine that you only move your bones up and down, back and together and up forward and down <coughs> and while you still keep your um, your sitting bones connected to your heels let your head hang only your head forward and then imagine you move your head from the tip of your head again to the right side while you keep your heels into the ground. From there you go into the backspace, still from the tip of your head. To the left side. And forward. And then start to the other side again, keeping in mind that you keep the length of your spine. You don't want to shorten your spine. You want to keep your bones long. And when you are forward again with your head, start again rolling down. This time we go from down, uh, from up to down in one thing. So you, you don't go to halfway, you just go down in the hole. And go to the hanging again. 
So you keep your weight of your head and your hands, pulling you down while you keep the connection between your sitting bones and heels. And don't forget to breathe. And then bend your knees from your sitting bones forward. And with your tailbone, you're sending your line uh, even more forward. Go down into a little ball so that your heels will come up like a little ball. Letting the weight of your head and your arms hanging. Breathing into your belly. And then if you have space behind you, put your hands behind you. Otherwise you have to turn a bit. And then lie down. And breathe. Maybe take your hands onto your belly. Let your legs be long out onto the floor so that your whole body is lying on the floor. And when you're ready, just roll over slowly in your tempo on, one, on your side, on your favorite side. And then slowly come up to sitting. And then find your natural way from sitting to standing in your own time. And when you're up again, like for example, for Simo, just take a walk. Take a walk 
where you are, like what space you have. And notice just notice what your how your body is, how it feels like. If you have more space, Simo, you could also go walking into the other rooms and try out a bit longer. Yeah. <coughs> 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 And if you have something to share, you can just come back to the video or if you want to share, then um, I would happy to. If you want, uh, want to say something, what you noticed. I noticed that now that I started walking, I don't want to stop. <laughs> okay. I felt and I noticed that I really liked to identify with my bones. I tried to go back to it. I had many moments. I had several moments that I felt like I was going to fly in the mind again. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, and then I really try to go back in the body and I think I don't have the right approach of doing it because I do it too much like... <laughs> mm. I don't have the trust that I that I can really do it or I feel a lot of like restlessness somewhere or it becomes like a pressure thing to manage being in my body somehow more, you know? It's not like I'm really out of it. Or do you have awareness uh, around what part, uh, what part of you that is, or if this is a part of you, or if it's a body of you, or? No, I don't know. And the restlessness and I don't know how to identify that. <laughs> for me, I felt uh, a bit dizzy between uh, for when I opened my eyes. Yeah. Mm. Because I close my eyes for a long time, then when I start standing and walking again, I feel a bit dizzy. But mostly, I felt my my bones in my breast. You know, mm. like they are hard. When you were walking, or when you were going down? No, I was going down. Mm. Yeah, I felt my breast. That's what I felt. Mm. Bones. Yeah, thank you. So what um, what my intention was with this exercise is that um, it's it's sort of a practice that is covered in in an exercise. Like of course you have muscle structure and bone structure. You have to like you have to use in a healthy way. Like if if you wanna find something. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm going according according to some mm, some 
some kind of rules or not rules but um, exercise like physical exercise but yeah. um, I do this practice for uh, over five years now and what it brought to me is when we talking about flying and yeah. away in the mind is that uh, I really noticed that it's um, it's like my it's like my gremlin wanting to fly away as soon as I'm standing and it's it's what I found for myself for example is what I talked about the fear thing sometimes when I wake up I already wake up with hustle 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 and this this fear of the day and I have to do and I have to do stuff and the mind is already there I wake up and it's there it's tells yeah. Okay, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to go there, blah, 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 blah. And as soon as I start this and then I'm standing, my heart's racing like crazy and I can really feel the fear. And yeah. this is like then the pressure and also not when Naomi, what you shared, when, when I started this, um, it was like for me all, like a bit what you shared that... I had no, no, like no sensation or feeling of how, um, where are my bones? Like what, what is this really? Like I had the concept of my bones, but I didn't felt my bones. I don't know if you, if, if this is what you, I can't remember right now. I don't want to impose, but for me it was like, really, I, I was so pissed, so angry. I was telling a teacher, like, what, what are you telling me? What are you doing here? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and yeah. So it's a very challenging thing to slow down so much. Um, at least I feel this way. And yeah, feel. When I, when I also did this exercise with you, Christina, my, uh, I think that my imagination was working more than my body. Mm. Because, because, uh, I don't close my eyes much often in my life, only if I will sleep. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So maybe it's one of the, one of the like uh, only times in my life when I close my eyes to experience my body and follow what you said about the tailbone. Mm. It's the first time for me. Mm. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I felt more weight in my body, like pulling me. I felt more gravity mm -hmm. when I imagined um, my sitting bones until my heels and that I really made sure to stand there and not more in front and imagining them going further into the earth. And that was a really pleasant sensation. I like feeling the gravity a bit, no? Because mm -hmm. I feel more like I'm embodying my body. And I like the precision of like the tailbone going forward and that makes me basically roll up and get to the But I feel like you you have you wanna say something more like you were not because of the sharing you uh, that you said that you couldn't really go in 
or that you forced yourself to go in? What did you say? Can you say this again? I could go in, but I didn't maintain it. And then I pressured myself to be oh, yeah. able to maintain it more. And the pressuring is such a fast thing mm -hmm. that it's like a clash between the exercise and that thing and the, the pressure. Did you, did you notice when it started? Uh, I don't remember. I feel like also uh, maybe if you want to try it again, that it's best if no one comes in and out because I feel like this was the distraction maybe for you. I couldn't control it. Yeah. No, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, if you if you want to go on with this experiment, um, it's uh, like it could be an experiment to do this outside, like really on Earth. On mm, I think that will be better. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you really feel Earth, and you also have the maybe the sounds of nature. Maybe it's even mm. more different. Mm. And the exercise is rooting through the heels mm -hmm. and rolling up and down mm -hmm. and rolling the head and rolling the shoulders. And while you're doing all of this, you try, like you keep your focus on your bones or where do you put your focus? Yeah, you, as you start with staying, closing your eyes and go really inward in, on the level of your bones, like you... What Seymour said that he was much in his imagination is it's also okay because you try to imagine your bones. It's the same like fake it until you make it when you mm. don't know how to to express or not don't know and when you when it comes to anger, sadness or fear, you go on the level of imagination of the bones like because uh, usually when we have an image of how bones look like that that we start to use when we try to imagine the tailbone and then more and more when you do this you you really can feel and connect to your own because mine for example is not everyone has a different tailbone it's not like in the books some are longer some are shorter then we are not symmetrical mine is more to the left and not so much to the right and it's really interesting to um, connect to that. Mm. Yeah. And then, and then it's basically about the awareness that you connect your sitting bones with your heel. I can show this. Um, yeah. So that you're aware that you don't stand like this because your sitting bones are quite close together actually. Even when you touch them. Mm hmm also right now when you touch them it's like a line from up to down you really imagine yourself like you have no muscles and you are only a skeleton with bones you go down mm. and then you connect you connect into the earth through this line and then you have the other the other line or the other part which is tail and head and when I roll down, it's about my, that I'm always aware that this is the other end, like this is pulling me down, but this is pulling me up. And that 
I try to keep this balance of moving. Yeah. And also when I roll my shoulders, yeah. that I try to get awareness around like, do I move my, from my, I can move from my bones or I can move from my muscles. And also get awareness around how, what, what's the tension in my muscles. And it's not about um, to make it only about your body. Like right now I make it a lot about the body and it really is only exercise. But if you go into this experience through the intention that, um, that you just observe, observe what you practice, how you practice, um, where you might hold something, what it is, this is maybe a feeling or just the injury from last day or um, like for me, this, this practice is so interesting because it gives me a lot of feedback of, am I thinking really my thoughts? Um, in what speed am I? Um, hmm. Am I really connecting to the ground? Yeah, Naomi, if you want, I can also give you, a, um, because you're writing down, I can give you this also as a, as, or, or I can give it both to you, like as a recording yeah. or something, or as a, as a text or something. Yeah, that's a good idea, Christine. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, nice. Because somehow you need someone to, to um, lead you through it so that you don't focus so much on the physicality, but more on your self. Yeah. If we can hear the voice, it will be more easy for us to do it again. Yeah, just as a feedback from, from my side, what I always find amazing when, when people do that is when they speak first, like for example, Simo and also Naomi, you talk much slower now and also Naomi's voice got a bit deeper. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you both seem more like more heavier, like mm. in your body. Yeah. I don't know if you feel that way or if it's just- Yeah, like... exactly. Yeah. I feel more relaxed and calm, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, we have time for another one if you want. Um, uh, another body experience. <laughs> but this time you're, you're lying, so it's not so stressful. <laughs> right, I'm up for it. Huh? I'm up for it. You're up for it? Okay. Um, I will... Well, I have to show it first because otherwise you, it will bring you into the head too much. Um, I guess you can see me. Okay. So yeah. I will show it. So you, um, you also 
you, you keep your uh, legs standing and also here the heels align with the sit, sitting bones so not like this or like this but find try to find the the bones again <clears throat> and then you keep your arms just on the side and then you close your eyes and also now you go try to imagine your tailbone again and try to imagine moving from your tail and the tail is like this usually and what i do now is like i move my tail up and down put my energy through my bones into my heels into the ground and try to get my pelvis up Usually we do this a lot from the muscles, but it's try to imagine doing from the bones. And then I just let my pelvis fall on the floor, go into the hip sockets again and fall to the floor, like tail. And then into the hip sockets. What goes into the hip sockets? your weight you let your like as soon as you don't feel anymore like your tail going up you just let your weight drop and put your sacrum on the ground the movement of the tail is just up yeah like this is it this is my sacrum and this is the tailbone the finger when you're standing your tail is like this when you're lying your tail is like this and you move like as if you have a, a wing going like this up and the consequence of going up will be that your pelvis comes with it and your heels into the ground and then you're up Okay. Naomi, you have a question or something? Okay. So yeah, let's uh, do that. Try to find a place where you can lie down. Yes, yeah, Simo, you have to put your uh, legs more close together, like the heels align with your sit bones. Touch your sit bones again. Yeah. And then you can, can you sense how far they are apart? Yeah. 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 Okay, so no. you put your heels in line with that. Yeah, like this, no. not so close. Can, they were, it was good before, yeah. Yeah. And now? And now you breathe in, and with the breathing out, you try to move from your tailbone up.
Yes. And also take your time when you do that, both of you. Go with the breathing out, then it's sometimes easier. You go through all the layers of muscles and tissue. Yeah, do it a couple of times and when you have enough then just roll on the side and and take a walk again Yeah, just go in your own tempo, go to the side again and then stand up and take a walk again. <laughs> Naomi has a lot of cables. <laughs> Can you say something to this sound, Seymour? I'm curious. <laughs> Which one? Because that's two. Yeah, then both of them. <laughs> There's a guy calling for something. Yeah, no, we're not talking about him right now. <laughs> this guy, is a, this sound is a Neanderthal sound. Okay. Neanderthal. The first one or the second one? Mm, the first one. <laughs> Neanderthal male. Guy, <laughs> sound. <laughs> and the other one? Uh, mo uh, like uh, modern society expiring sound. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Can you say more about it? 
Yeah, because you 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 are always educated to be quiet when you make sounds. You don't do you don't do in front of people. You know. Yeah. You are educated to not make sounds like that. Mm. So, I do it, and then I get told that that's maybe my gremlin, and that makes me really annoyed because I don't know yeah. if it's true, and I feel like maybe it's just that people are not used to somebody not, not like censoring themselves. Uh, Christina, just I you think like for me for the ta uh, for the tailbone, I think I'm fighting right now in doing an effort. So when I imagine my tailbone, I don't imagine it as the modern society skeleton image, you know, like, like a bone, you know. <laughs> I'm doing effort to imagine it as something beautiful or something like a, a center of the energy, you know. Yeah. It yeah. actually, it actually is like it's it's the core of your, like, like your pelvis. This is this is the place of your center, and yeah, this, yeah. Is, uh, this is where you hold your life energy, where you hold your your, which is also said the the sexual energy, which has nothing to do with sex, but with your your life force, and the tail is like the, the deepest core of like of that. Yeah. I like to imagine it like that. It's actually, and there we are with the cultures again, like modern culture doesn't walk from the tail. Modern mm. culture walks from the mind as we all mind, yeah. Yeah. about yeah. and flies away like this. Mm. But I mean, as Naomi, I mean, you grew up in, in Africa as well, right? With African culture, they walk more from the tail still. Mm. You could see it in, in the women still, like if you like, would go with this exercise more and uh, with your sitting bones, you would notice suddenly of because of slowing down, you move, yeah, your walking will be differently, it will be more like this. I totally felt it. I love this exercise. First of all, it was yeah. really nice to use, to engage because of the thinking, the up thing. I noticed I was engaging a lot of and to think to ground in my heels still that mm. really made a difference like when I did that I started engaging a lot of muscles in my lower back and I've been having a little bit of discomfort in my lower back lately something feels a bit like squeezed and it felt nice and nicer afterwards and then when I walked I just felt my whole um my whole pelvic area way more and I felt it was way more groovy to walk Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah cool so um yeah i guess i'll send you some uh some how you say worksheets or about it or experiments instructions or something i don't know how to call this but uh, yes please uh, yeah and also there's the possibility of um, meeting up once a week and try to experiment around that. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to learn more about body work. I'd love to know yeah. um, if, if, how I can learn more about this or if there's maybe, I don't know, courses or... I've always been interested a lot in movement and body work. Yeah, me too. And I feel yeah. like there is a... For me, there's the need of um, communicating 
between the contexts of maybe possibility management and movement labs. I see the the struggle and that the physical movement scene has a box too, which can be overdoing something practice in the deepest details. I was also in that sometimes. And also overriding feelings by moving too much. Mm. However, I, I, yeah, also this having the sounds again, mm. not like express first before maybe become conscious of how to use that feeling. I mean, sometimes maybe it needs a gap in between. So I'm, I'm curious to, to know yeah. more about it. And I guess you too, otherwise you would have show up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thank you, Christine, because it's my first time to experience some body work like this. Mm. I guess my next uh, challenge is to imagine my, when I close my eyes, I want to imagine my body not as a physical skeleton uh, image or, or, or meat, you know? Yeah. Or my, yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's the important thing. That also for me as a mover, it, it's, it's also an expand the box thing to uh, have, to have like put movements onto your body from outside and to find them from within. Ah, yeah, and to express then from within it's, it's, a, it's a huge difference because yeah. as, as we the talked, whole thing yeah as we talked in the beginning like you can fly away from feelings in your mind you can do this in the physical you can do this energetical I mean we all did it on some places and this is a, a whole area of uh, exploration, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like this whole thing of within and from within and from outside. Um, I find that such an enormous big thing because it has everything to do with centering and authority. Mm -hmm. And yes. So also the thing you said, I really appreciated when we were doing the first exercise and you said, um, so yeah, you're listening to something coming from outside to my voice, but stay with your sensations from inside. Mm -hmm. It's so easy for me to, it's such, I'm so used to put my attention in outside to find out what the outside wants from me, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. it's cool. So you, 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 um, you do homework for the teacher. And I remember a teacher once when I was 15 saying, but you're doing it for you. And I looked at him like, I'm not. <laughs> Like, and so this whole, and then you can work, you can practice that through movement. And I find that such a beautiful way of practicing. Yeah, like for me, I, I am in a part of my life right now where I developed or um, collected physical, yeah, body experiences that challenged me so, so much to, to find the gap between, okay, I have now some instructions, but at the same time, it's my inner experience. And what, what we did right now for me is um, 
it took me a while, but this is this is example of uh, having a reference because mm -hmm. you need a, a reference. Otherwise, your your muscles, um, as Naomi had with when you have an injury, you have you you have to give some outer um, awareness of the alignment itself because bones have a certain alignment that you can't um, take this out. But at the same time, stay with your inner experience. Like you, in this practice, I found uh, I really found my tail, and it was like it took me a year until I found my sitting um, bones, and second year until I found my tail. And and I and my mind was always, oh yeah, there it is. And the next time I did it, the next day, my body was on a completely other wave. Ah no. Yeah. I don't, I'm not moving from my tail right now. <laughs> and it's funny because it's this way, it's just about practice. It's not about finishing. And this, uh, for me, it's really interesting that you can yeah. always do it because you can observe your body changing and not having to focus on a goal or to, to you, you can never be finished because it will be also interesting like for example, for us women, when we have a baby and you just roll down after that, how much the pelvis and the tailbone shifted and, and also your whole other bodies, they're emotional with this and you can go a long way with one exercise. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm a bit. Naomi hmm? would men also undergo um, big change like that in their body related to their sacrum, uh, tailbone. Yeah, I, I for sure. As I, I, I can't. I don't want to say lean out too much forward because I don't have a male body, but. Uh, Especially when they grow up, um, and for male, uh, for male bodies, it's much harder to uh, find. As as I saw in the in the rooms I were in with people who practice that, it's much was much um, harder from for male bodies to enter this pelvic movement. Mm. But on the other hand, they, the in male bodies, I could see that this, for example, um, this is also told to be, is going into back, back space. Also in the, in, if you go from, a, from the emotional body, it's called to go into the unconscious, his back space. And side and forward, like the shoulder movements is, um, it's, it like seems to be more accessible, which then leads us into the spiritual thinking of, of this, you know, women maybe more, I say it in breaks, like being more connected to earth maybe, and male more connected to, to sky. It's, it opens up a whole other dimension of conversation. Mm. This is going to be unconscious. 
Yeah, there was a, I, I had a, a trainer once who, who said this uh, going into the backspace is like when you go to the unconscious and it's true because when you, when you see like, uh, when people do body therapy, for example, it's the space where you're most afraid of, like you're afraid to fall. And sometimes when people went into, into, back into trauma, they really fall physically. Mm -hmm. I see so it's not becoming unconscious, but it's going into the unconscious and like really going into it. Going into, yeah. It's like as if your mind gets information here and then comes forward again. Or your body gets information here and coming forward. And, but it's, it's a spiritual concept. Like it's not put in mm. stone or something. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I feel uh, like um, not empty in a big sense, but I don't have anything to share much if you want to say something or add something or try something else we have some time left otherwise it was complete hmm? i feel quite complete i think okay yeah same with me so if you if you want we could do kind of a check out or something if you still want to Add something or <clears throat> I want to feel and um, digested by feeling it with my body mm. go in the inner experience okay and I feel glad I feel thankful to have experienced this and I look forward to exploring more thank you Thank you. Thank you, Christina. I also, uh, my first experience in this kind of body therapy, body work, I mean. And uh, it's sure it will be the first of many. Since I have to work on it, also my imagination when I close my eyes. Yeah, I think if you give us, as you said, uh, uh, this exercise. Mm. Uh, I would try to repeat it as much as I can. And I hope it will be a habit for me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, a good habit, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you too that you all were here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just want to say that there's also the recording where I talk anyway through the exercise, so you can use this also. Uh, and cut this, maybe cut the thing out or something like this. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> then see you soon and thanks again. All right. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. And if you have another question, just text me. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Bye.